0: of the Sports Rap Podcast with your boy, Sports Rap D. And you always know where to find me, Facebook, the group page, Sports Rap Podcast. You can get me right now. I'm here, and we are ready to rock and roll. So let's get to it. So we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, We got some NFL news for you, some updates, rather, with the NFL. And this is stemming all the way back to when we first uh, found out about the uh COVID situation with the NFL, and it's gotten bad. It's been continuing off and on, but it's gotten to the point where they can't even really get control of it or get a handle on it. So we will definitely talk about that this morning. Give you some news and some updates before I give you your NFL scores and. I'm going to have to find or pull up uh, week 12, I mean week 13. I didn't bring that schedule with me today for some strange reason. But nonetheless, the schedule will go up uh, tomorrow. Actually, it'll go up tomorrow after the game. There's a game on Tuesday. And like I said, that's part of the thing I'm talking about with the COVID thing. So let's get into some news real quick. The Detroit Lions have fired head coach Matt Patricia and general manager Bob Quinn. The Ravens quarterback, Lamar Jackson, test positive for COVID Steelers James Conner and another coach also test positive for COVID the Ravens have signed Des Bryant to the 53-man roster the Ravens Steelers game that was supposed to be Sunday I mean it's supposed to be Thanksgiving night has been pushed all the way to Tuesday due to the COVID situations that were going on there the NFL in the midst of this have now ordered a two-day shutdown of team facilities, uh, thinking it's going to be today and tomorrow amid this COVID-19 spike. The NBA has outlined the COVID safety plan protocol in a 134-page guide. So it's in resemblance to the outlines and uh, the special things that they had for the bubble, but it's just not going to be in the bubble. So it had to be a little bit more intensified. And some things had to uh, change and be added. So, they have a 134-page guide on COVID safety protocol. Again, I tell you, the NBA has been doing it the best out of all the major sports. The Jaguars fire GM, David Dave Caldwell. There's been a lot of firing going on in the NFL recently. I don't know what's going on with these coaches and, and these players and these teams and these GMs, but it's a lot going on, and... Things have been changed. Shawana Jordan, thanks for tuning in. Grand Rising to you as well. Uh, Let's see. Vanderbilt's female kicker, Sarah Fuller, becomes the first female to play in a power conference game. So kudos to her for being the kicker and getting the kickoff in that game playing in the power conference. Larry Johnson is set to become the first African-American head football coach of Ohio State University. I'm sure my partner, if he was here, he would be happy about that. So I'm sure he's tuned in anyway, and he can catch that, and I'm sure he's seen it. My partner Baldy, shout-outs to him, and he is an Ohio State fan. So good for them to hire or set to hire their first African-American head football coach. The Sixers are bringing back forward Justin Anderson on a one-year deal. Uh, I kind of like this deal. You know, he may end up being the 13th, 14th man on the bench down the line, but he brings some toughness. And if the young guys can't get it done, you have somebody that's in practice, um, a teammate, as well as the coaching staff that can get on the court and show you some things and help you out with some things and help you along the way on the bench during the game, you know, while things are going on. So it's good to see him back and he brings some toughness to the team some toughness, some more toughness that we needed um, across the board on this team. The New Orleans Saints are hit with a penalty for not wearing masks during their celebration. That penalty goes as follows. They will lose a seventh-round pick, and they are fined $500,000. The NBA has moved their Hall of Fame ceremony to May 13th through the 15th. Uh, Names on the list for inductees coming this year are Tim Duncan, Course, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Tamika Catchings, Rudy Tomjanovich, Eddie Sutton, Kim Mulkey, Barbara Stevens, and Patrick Bowman. All I think worthy of being inducted into the Hall of Fame. The NBA Hall of Fame. So with that being said, I'm wanna get into some football scores real quick. And like I said, I I omitted I to bring uh week 13 schedule with me. So we're just going to give you schedules because we got some other stuff that we need to talk about in a short period of time. and We need to get as much of it in as I can. So I'm going to give you these scores and then we're going to get into some of the other things that we need and that we have on the agenda for today. Starting off Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving Day, Houston 41, Detroit 25, Washington 41, Dallas 16, the Baltimore Pittsburgh game that was supposed to be the nightcap for Thanksgiving has been moved now to Tuesday. Las Vegas uh, on Sunday, Las Vegas, the Raiders fall to the Falcons 43-6. The Chargers fall to the Bills 27-17. The Giants edge out the Bengals 19-17. The Tennessee Titans put something on the Indianapolis Colts. They take that 45-26. Carolina. Just doesn't get enough against Minnesota. They lose 27-28. Arizona uh, gets by gets beat by a field goal by New England and Cam Newton 20 to 17. Miami uh, holds the Jets still winless 20-3. Cleveland at Jacksonville. Jacksonville just doesn't get enough. They fall 25-27. Frank Milligan, what's going on? Uh, New Orleans defeats Denver 31-3. San Francisco, in a division game, defeats the Rams 23-20 in L.A. Kansas City edges out Tampa Bay 27-24. And last night's nightcap for Sunday night, Green Bay, puts something on Chicago 41-25. Those are your scores for Week 12 continuing in week 12 tonight again we have Seattle at Philadelphia and then tomorrow night completely closing it out we have that Baltimore Ravens Pittsburgh Steelers game on Tuesday now a lot of stuff went on this weekend we all know and we all seen or most of us have now since seen George what's going on have now since seen the anticipated the well anticipated monumental fight between roy jones and mike tyson so just to give you a little bit of background on that uh yesterday i did post something and i just wanted to just get a little read on where people were and who would they like who did they think would win that fight now i also have to let you know that a lot of people didn't know this but there were some stipulations on that fight neither fighter could go for a knockout And there was also stipulations I heard that if someone drew blood, the fight would be stopped. So it was set up to be true to what it was labeled as an exhibition fight. Both fighters I hear or understand earned a million dollar purse for the fight. And all in all, in hindsight, the fight wasn't bad. I just personally think uh, Roy Jones held on a little bit too much. But by all accounts, which probably was a good decision because leading into this fight, I watched uh, both of these guys train on different occasions. And Roy Jones looked to still have some of his hand speed. But the biggest question was, would he be able to take a punch from Mike Tyson? And the training regimen of Mike Tyson, we know, was unorthodox from the very beginning. So there was no reason for him to sway from that albeit 50-plus years old, still no reason to not to do something different than what you know and what you've been doing, which would make it easier for you and more comfortable for you. So that's what he did. And as I'm watching him train, I'm looking and I'm thinking to myself automatically, Roy Mike can catch him with the hand speed, but the bigger question becomes can Roy Jones or could Roy Jones take a serious punch from Mike Tyson? But again, like I said, they put stipulations on the fight where no fighter could uh go for a knockout. And again, like I said, it, it all was safety and precautions for both of those gentlemen who are in their fifties, haven't boxed in years. And it was somewhat warranted, if you will, and I'm sure people expected more. Christopher Scott, my guy, what's going on? Long time. Been a long time since we talked to each other, but good to see you tuned in. I'm much much appreciated so with that fight again it was pay-per-view like we said you know people did order the fight to see So, a lot of people were interested a lot of people were wanted to know how these guys would look in this age in the ring again after an extended period of time missing the ring or being out of the ring and then getting some fast training in some condensed training in to get into the ring so I have not seen the full fight yet i have seen clips that was the one reason i said it. it looked like to me that roy was hugging uh quite a bit holding on quite a bit and again like i said it brings me back to that question could yeah that's what i said yeah i just mentioned that to people like i said i rock just rock the Barber from the morning rush just walked back in and he just reminded me again what i already uh told you guys that there were stipulations on this fight that a lot of people did not know going in. Like I said, there was the one where neither fighter could go for a knockout. So that question of could Roy Jones actually take a uh, hit from Mike Tyson, yeah. Uh, We will probably never know that because of the stipulations that were put on that fight. And again, like I said, also there was another stipulation where if someone drew blood, the fight was going to be called. So it was truly labeled and set up to be. And exhibition fights. And the next business at hand before we take a break, and I'm sure we're gonna pick this back up when we come back. And if it gets if I get some comments, I may have to delay that break a little bit. We know the second fight, but we know there were other fights in there. The other fights out here were pretty good. Except for one. My guy, Nate Robinson, and the basketball player versus the YouTuber, I think it was, whatever he was, Jake, uh, whoever it was, I forget his name, Jake something, but against Nate Robinson. Um uh I'm sure Nate Robinson saw that going a whole lot differently in his head when he signed up for that. Um if you have not seen it, the the memes and the internet went crazy immediately after uh the situation occurred. Nate Robinson was knocked out cold by Jake. Out cold. You know, and you all know what that means if you've ever seen a boxing match. He was out cold. So like I said, the memes have started, but my question is who trained him and Why do some athletes tend to want to cross over into different realms and are not necessarily built for that other realm? So you figure Nate Robinson was a basketball player. And we all know basketball is a a contact sport, so to speak. But to step off of the basketball court to go into the boxing ring is a lot different it's totally different yes it was real he he was stretched out in the ring my sister Shawana m jordan he stretched out in the ring and i I don't get it where like i said some of these athletes want to cross over into other sports and then it doesn't work out for them and things get bad for them so I don't know what prompted Nate Robinson to want to go into professional boxing. Uh, It's a totally different regimen from being a basketball player. There are ways that you're going to train. There are drills you're going to do. There are things that you're going to do to become a professional basketball player and stay there for a little while, if you will. On the other hand, as a boxer it's totally totally different training and regimen than it is working out to be a professional basketball player first of all you have to be able to take a punch because i've seen boxers take beatings and keep on ticking i've seen boxers take beating and just fall out hence like saturday it wasn't really a beating though but it was a solid punch i mean i I saw the highlights and that highlight the highlights are basically the fight uh in the nate robinson fight if you want to call it that but he should have thought more seriously maybe a little bit longer before you stepped into that realm i don't know what his opponent's background was as far as fighting as far as training for a fight and we'll probably never know but Nate Robinson took the show in that instance with getting knocked out flat cold on the tarmac so you might want to think about getting back into the basketball, Um, the big three might be starting up again so you might want to get back into that but I think you need to seriously, seriously take a good look and maybe think about not stepping back into the boxing ring might work out better for you next time if you just stick with something that you know stick with basketball bro because it was not a good look and i'm sure you are getting calls you're getting messages and i saw that you put out um a thank you to all your training staff and all that as you should but an embarrassment to yourself you know I, i don't know how You're gonna shake this. I hope you can come back stronger, but we'll see. We will keep our eyes and ears to the streets and talk about that when we get to that bridge. I'm gonna take my first break right now, 1133. 33 minutes past the 11 a.m. hour. It is 61 degrees, I believe, outside. So it's not too bad, it's not too chilly. It's just rainy and nasty. So there's some flooding going on because it's been raining since uh, the overnight. So if you're out and about, be careful. Watch the floods, take your time, and we will see you on the other side in just a few minutes. It's your boy, D. You're tuned in to Sports Rap on Heat 100 Radio. To the second part of the Sports Rap podcast. So I want to talk a little bit about this NFL thing, and we know what's going on. There have been several games this season that have been canceled, postponed, moved all around and all this kind of jazz. Perfect example, Baltimore Ravens were supposed to be the nightcap on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. Because of a COVID-19 outbreak within the Baltimore Ravens organization, the game was canceled, initially scheduled for Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon. But more tests came out on the other team side, on the Pittsburgh side. Then the game is now pushed to tomorrow night. So we'll have a Monday night game tonight, Eagles and Seahawks. And then closing out week twelve, we'll have a game tomorrow night, Baltimore Ravens, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the problem I have with all of this is the fact that the NFL allegedly told us in the beginning of the season that there were going to be there's going to be a low tolerance for violations. Things of that nature. Uh, The Saints just got fined. I reported that to you earlier. But there have been numerous COVID outbreaks amongst NFL teams. And I thought initially when this all started, and we talked about sports and maybe sports not coming back or when was live sports coming back, we talked about the baseball thing first, which was the biggest, I still believe, so far. But now have we gone through... The week twelve of the NFL season, I'm starting to believe now that the NFL is is running a very very tight second. This could be almost a tie. And again, like I mentioned, on a serious note, when COVID uh, the pandemic first started, this this virus does not discriminate, and we see we're starting to see this even more and more now with these professional athletes. I mean, we've seen it in some, and again. Like I mentioned to you earlier, the NBA has a 134-page safety protocol guide. Shahid, thanks for tuning in. Uh, They have a 134-page guide on safety protocol for COVID-19. In my opinion, their handling of this and the things that they did uh, with the bubble this past season was very, very special because they had limited outbreaks, but when they did have someone, even if someone had to leave for personal reasons or whatever reasons they had to leave the bubble, they immediately had to quarantine. So the NBA, like I mentioned, was by far the best professional sports organization in dealing with COVID-19. I mentioned to you that they began with a plan, and they also put in a contingency plan where what if this happens? What if that happens? So they were totally prepared, and I'm not ashamed, and I applaud them for having this 134-page protocol, safety protocol for COVID-19 since the season will be starting in about 21, 22 days. Okay. There is going to be a short training camp, and I'm going to get into some of those dates in a little bit. There's going to be some training camp. There's going to be some other stuff along. So, But getting back to this football thing, it is really, really amazing how their breakouts have come in the rash numbers that they have. Like I said, they've just shut down or they're ordering team facilities to be shut down, I think, today and tomorrow for a two-day shutdown because of a spike. Um, if you live in the city where I live in Philadelphia, just last Friday – we were put back on restrictions. So, folks, again, we are still in a pandemic, whether you want to believe it or not. You know, I've seen people doing some things and beginning to complain and worry about what's going on with the restrictions. But if we all had just followed CDC guidelines from the very beginning, we might not be as far as we are in this. And I mean that by saying we might not be in another restrictive shutdown if you will but you know you got people that do what they want to do you got grown people you can't teach them anything because of where they are in age or where they are in their mind frame so they're going to do what they want to do anyway so again we are in restrictions so just be careful out there people i mean you know you still got people going in and out of the hospital because of covid you have people that have died from covid so you got to be careful you got to be cautious in what you do and the NFL is now in a tizzy if you will they in my opinion honestly don't really know how they're going to control this or get a grip on what's going on with these covid outbreaks you know um it's now mandatory or it has been mandatory that players on the sideline wear masks and coaches wear masks Uh, Some teams early had been reprimanded, but no one has been fined. I don't believe until the Saints have been just recently fined. But up until now, you know, when I watch football the entire season so far, I've seen some players with masks, some players without masks on the sideline. And that's just not healthy. Uh, You guys are already close-knit when you're on the field. Then you get off the field, and as teammates, you talk to one another during the game. I understand that. But if you're supposed to wear a mask, just wear the mask. You only have to wear it on the sideline. And when you go back in the field, you can take the mask off and you can do what you do. But a lot of times people take things for granted. And they feel like, all right, well, I'm talking to somebody. He got a mask on, so we're cool. No, dude, but there's somebody else sitting on the other side of you that also may not have a mask on. You know, you guys weren't in a bubble, so... I don't know who you people were around when you're not here at work. So you definitely have to be cautious about people. You have to be cautious about yourself because not everyone knows who you've been around outside of work or in other places. So just be mindful and practice, you know, precautions, precautions and be safe. And this is going all the way up to the NFL. Like I said, it does not discriminate. You have a professional sports organization a business a major business a major conglomerate who is struggling right now because of this virus that is running rampant in a spike within their organization of employees that being said i'm gonna take another quick break when i come back i'm going to get into some Sixer stuff and some nba stuff Give you some dates, talk a little bit about the season, how it's going to be projected, how it's going to look, and then we'll talk some Sixers real quick. It's your boy D. You are tuned in to Sports Rap, Heat100Radio.com, and you know where else to find me. Mark Brown, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to take a quick break, but I'll be back shortly. Here on Heat100Radio. It's your boy, D, and we are going to talk some NBA talk right now. And like I mentioned to you, the season is coming. Um, the season is set to begin the regular season on December 22nd. So just to break down what, uh, Malik, was going on, what uh, you are in store for for the upcoming 72-game NBA season. It's not going to be in the bubble, so... We will definitely see how this plays out, and I'm not too concerned because, like I mentioned to you earlier, a 134-page safety protocol guide has been released. So, the structure for the season, uh, the season will be the schedule will be released in two halves. So, for me, I'm guessing that that's part of that uh, safety protocol, where it's not just all run through, but they're going to have time where they can do some things to help prevent or help fight or combat COVID. Uh, Greg Robinson, what's going on? Yes, let's go Sixers. I like the way things have shaped up so far. Just can't wait to see them on the floor in action. Uh, The first half of the season will run from December 22nd to March the 4th and will be released around the start of training camp which is set for December the 1st. The won't the second half of the schedule won't be released until later in the first half? So during sometime during the first half, while they're in play, uh, the second half schedule will be released for the uh, NBA season. Um, you know, it's really strange, but I'm just glad that we're going to have basketball. You know, like I said, I was happy for the restart, and I'm glad that we're going to have basketball. So starting December 11th through the 19th will be the preseason games after, like I said, training camp is set to start March, December the 1st. I'm sorry. Uh, season First half of the season is be, will be from December 22nd to March 4th, like I mentioned. March 5th through 10th will be the All-Star break. And there is talk that there will be an All-Star break, but there may not be an actual All-Star game. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, March the 11th through May 16th will be the second half of the regular season. May 18th through the 21st will be the play-in tournament. And for a month, May 22nd to – well, two months, May 22nd to July 22nd will be the playoffs, okay? Um, The play-in tournament, like I said, will be held from May 18th to 21st. Now, the League of Governors, the the Board of Governors – have unanimously approved the play-in tournament proposal for a one-year basis, okay? Uh, This is how it's going to play out. The teams with the 7th and 8th highest winning percentages will have two chances to make the playoffs, while the teams with the ninth and 10th highest winning percentages will have one chance. So, the way that's going to go even a little bit more detail is the 7-8 game, Will be between the teams ranked with the seventh and eighth record, eighth and seventh, seventh and eighth records. While the nine and ten game will feature the teams ranked ninth and tenth. The winner of the seven-eight game will advance to the playoffs. The loser will host the winner in the 10 game, as has been previously reported. So it looks like seven and eight will play. Whoever wins that will automatically go in, I guess, to the seventh seed, and then the loser of that will play the winner of the nine-ten game to get the eighth seed in the playoffs. Uh two game preseason. The Sixers preseason schedule has been released. Those two games are Tuesday, December the fifteenth, uh at versus Boston at West Boston at home. And then Friday, December eighteenth at Indianapolis. So in this schedule they had to have one home game and one game on the road so over the past week we're going to move into our sixers talk right now so that's what you have for the nba and again as i get more information on how this thing is going to play out i will definitely uh give you that information as i always do so just talking a little sixers um there, there was some talk last week in a tweet by ben ben simmons sister uh, last Tuesday, I believe that, or last Monday, or whatever last weekend, whatever whatever day it was, that there was supposed to be an alleged uh, report or news of a trade coming last Tuesday. As we all see, nothing happened. And again, a lot of people asked me if I heard anything or if I knew anything. I called a good friend of mine, Aunt Gilbert, that I know, tried to see if he knew anything. And you know, we were all a little. Confused, if you will, about the tweet. um Yeah, Rob, I don't see them finishing under the seventh either. I think they're actually going to be between like one and five somewhere. But it depends on how this thing all comes together. You know, new coach, new system, new bodies, new personnel. So we'll see. Hopefully they get it together really quickly in training camp. Hopefully it's a crash, almost like a crash course, and they can come out the gates rolling. But like I said, I talked to my friend and we couldn't really figure out what was going on. And then there were reports that the treat was uh the tweet was allegedly attempted to be removed or walked off or whatever you want to call it. And then there was no trade as we see where we are today. And it just takes me back to what people asked me before. And you know, Elton Brand immediately said after the sweep uh by the Boston Celtics in the playoffs in the bubble that he had no intention on trading ben simmons or Joel mb daryl morey comes in and a lot of people were automatically expecting oh he's going to play small ball he's going to get rid of B he's going to get rid of one of the two stars he also came in and said that they're going to be here for a long time um, he said in an interview um he said the guys thought the guys they took in the draft will complement our, and are our good fits with Simmons and Embiid. Then you have Doc Rivers as the new head coach, who has said on a number of occasions, you have two guys that when they're on the court together, they win 65% of their games. That's a good number, a really good number to start off with as a new head coach. And why would he want that to be dispelled? Why would he want that to be disturbed? You know, like they say, if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. So they're not going to fix that as of yet. And, again, you have to see honestly see what these guys can do under this new system uh, as a coach. So, again, just backtracking to last week, uh, reiterating what the Sixers have done in the offseason, what Daryl Morey has done, which was a, somewhat of a surprise to a lot of people. Uh, and I was one who was actually surprised as well when this move happened, when I heard of this move happening. Because I really thought that it would be super, super difficult for them to make this kind of move. But the team that they made this deal with, I understand where that team is going right now. So I understand why they possibly made the deal. It was getting rid of Brian Graves. Thanks for tuning in. It was getting rid of uh, the horrible contract of Al Horford uh let me see looking at some comments here rob says i feel as though our sixers are going to go hard for our new coach i agree i think doc you know and, and again like i mentioned with those last couple years of brett brown and then the way things played out that one word that i kept using accountability doc rivers is one for accountability you know he's dealt with some egos he's dealt with some issues with some players so he knows how to manage that and uh, again i am glad again i applaud the sixers for their urgency in doing this like as soon as they heard doc rivers was going from the clippers they immediately jumped in and he was very intrigued and i'm glad that he took the job here so again we still have to see how all this plays out with them in his system and things of that nature but the additions that were made like i said getting back to this trade like i said i, I thought it was going to be super super difficult to move al horford's contract because of the contract that it was he's got three more years on this contract for 81 totaling 81 million it's a lot of money for somebody who would arguably be coming off the bench who also arguably uh did not fit yeah we great chess move getting doc rivers i totally agree with that and again you know it was one of those things i think where the Sixers saw that Al Horford was a free agent. He was the thorn in our side against MB when he played for the Celtics, a division rival. So you figure you bring him in to join us, and it might help. It just didn't help. And I don't know how you could break it down in percentage, but I know what I saw. I saw that it didn't fit basketball-wise, spacing-wise. It also could have been a little bit of coaching-wise, where the coach didn't do enough to try and make it fit. So there could be something on both sides of that uh pendulum there with that but again it did not fit and they made the move he made the move first Daryl moria did made the move got rid of that contract and he got danny green who was just recently traded from the lakers to the thunder and terrence ferguson so let's start with terrence ferguson good bench player good role player off the bench young spry can do a lot of things can fit in very well just coming off the bench and making things happen contributor then you look at danny green and first thing a lot of people said was oh they got old danny green like can he really play you have to understand something people sixers were in a dire dire need of shooting danny green his foot speed may not be there but he can still shoot the ball and again because of his age he can play enough defense where he's not a liability on the defensive end he can also dribble enough or do enough to get in work into the mid-range where he's a shooter so he can knock those shots down but the spacing will be there because now teams will not be so quick to double and be, because now they have a shooter a legit knockdown shooter where you have to pay attention to or who you have to pay attention to on the court as well then you bring in seth curry who is right now the active leader and three-point percentage for the regular season. Another great move. It was in a trade, but another great move. You move Josh Richardson, who also just did not fit. And for this matter, I'm going to go on a limb and say this one was more coaching than the player fitting in. And like I said, player didn't really fit, but also the coaching and the style didn't really fit them uh, either as well. So... One of the other things that that also does is it gives you another shooter on the floor, where, again, teams will not be as quick to double-team Joel Embiid. So the next move, you bring in Dwight Howard, which gives you some toughness off of the bench, And it also gives you some challenge for Joel Embiid in practice to keep him in shape, to keep him sharp. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a fun season. And it's all a matter of how the players adapt to what is going on with Doc Rivers' system or how his system is being run. And, you know, there are some players who look to possibly could benefit. You know, there's a lot of talk about some players who could do some things. Um, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, of course, with the additions that they put around them under Doc Rivers' system. Tobias Harris, who was arguably on his way to being an all-star with the Clippers when he was traded here a couple seasons ago. And at that time when he was playing at his best, Doc Rivers was his head coach. So maybe Doc Rivers can spark that a little bit. There's also some hope and some promise that they see in Shake Milton. And again, like I said, I have no issues really with Shake Milton, except for the fact that he's not proven that he is a starter at point guard in the NBA right now. Backup, I can give him that because you know you can let him do what he does. When it's not working out, you can bring him back out. Okay. uh Rob also says, if about Howard, as long as Howard keeps his hands to himself when he's in sitting on the bench, yeah, that's a totally different story. And then finally, the fifth player who could um, arguably benefit from Doc Rivers as this head coach is Seth Curry, who will get a lot of looks you know, with this team because people have to pay attention to Joel. You have to pay attention to Ben. And now with the additions of Danny Green, you have to be honest there. So, again, the double teams that Joel has seen the last couple years when there was a lack of shooting may not be as rampant as they have been. They may slow down a little bit. So – It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really good to see what the change brings and how the players adapt to the change. I am anxious uh, to see the start of the season, so I will be definitely following once everything gets underway on Tuesday, tomorrow, the 1st of December. Training camp starts. So, folks, you can tell I'm excited. Again, you know, um, I'm going to end here today because I, my phone has been jumping, so i got to make some phone calls and handle some other things. I always thank you all for tuning in, all that tuned in, all that will watch this later, all that will check it out on the podcast. You know where to find me, at sportswrap underscore D on Instagram and Twitter, on Facebook, Sportswrap Podcast is the group page. You can also check me out on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Google, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast, just put in the search Sports Rat Podcast. You can also get the webpage, sportsratradio.com, to see everything and all Sports Rat and Heat Money Radio. It's your boy D. Enjoy this wet, not too bad, not too chilly, but wet, sloppy day. Be careful outside. Like I said, there have been some flooding areas. So just be careful. Take your time if you need to be out. And remember, Sports Rat. Monday night football tonight, Eagles home, hosting the Seattle Seahawks. And then tomorrow night, Baltimore at Pittsburgh, closing out week 12. It's your boy D signing out. See you all week on social media and next, next Monday here on Sports Rap. Peace.